Hey guys, I'm Wa. And I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties. We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docuseries. Sure, but through our own lens, honey, which is salty, sometimes bitter, sometimes pissed, but at the end of the day, mildly sweet. Yay! Hi! Hi! So this is Love in Paradise, Season 2, Episode 9. Honey, Niner, 90210, 9. And so we are just, you know, sleuthing around thinking that, okay, it feels like, obviously, at the end of this, there were no previews for the next episode, felt very final, which means it feels like a 10th episode has to befall us. And that makes sense that it would be a tell-all. Wow. Right. However, last season, there was no tell-all for this show. So I don't know if they're going to bless us with a tell-all this season. And I really do hope they do. Yeah, no, I think, well, they, we need something. Also, we know that there is drama afoot, you know, having had this whole thing be recorded months and months ago. So we, the viewers, might have done some sleuthing to see who is still together and who's not. But at the same time, we need updates. They know yep. that. They know we that. do. Yeah. They know but they let's go ahead and... Sorry. Say that again. They know who they have as an audience. <laughs> But let's go ahead and jump right in to this episode. So the first couple that we are going to talk about, drumroll, listen, is Carlos and Valentine, you guys. I mean, Chris, what did you think? You are a consummate lover of love. You are somebody who has envisioned their wedding and most likely their proposal and probably their entire life. So what did you think of, of this segment with them? You couldn't, you could have just like literally kept on going. I've envisioned my births. I've envisioned, you know, like the funerals of like my, you know, my romantic partners. For some reason, I'm out with everyone, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But like, I know what I'm going to wear. I haven't met this person yet. So let me tell you, I really enjoyed this last segment of Carlos and Valentine so much so that I'm like, oh, okay, well, now they're my favorite couple. Yeah. Easily. Easily. And, you know, some of the biggest things that happened through the season that made us think things were weird were that we were always not, we were never happy with co- having had Carlos give Valentine champagne and then not listen to Valentine be like, that was inappropriate and made me feel weird. And he was incredibly defensive about it. Like, well, you made me feel weird. I mean, it was so jarring that time that at it was hard not to throw in the towel and be like, well, this person's insane. But honestly, what helped me massage that moment down in my brain were the knowledge of two things. A, this person's 27, eight, seven, eight. This person, and having said that, I think of Carlos as being a little older for some reason. When I see him, I, it doesn't register that he's 28, you know, like, God bless. And he's very attractive, but he reads older, you know, he reads older. So, and Valentine reads younger, but uh, Valentine is actually like 48 or something like that. It's like a crazy situation. You know, it's not crazy, but you know, like it, they don't look that far apart, but they actually are. So having had that come into play and also really, really re- realizing Carlos's different perspective of having been in the closet so much and also being really scared and somewhat being anxious and not having had like, I think, um, a c- serious relationship in that way because he was never opened Uh, enough to even really understand that I think I sort of yeah I guess massaged into him and I leaned into him so they are now my favorite couple I really enjoyed this segment and it made me really happy and that's just like obviously you know that sister really digging this between them made me really happy but yeah let's talk about it (laughs) I would like to say that I made a comment last episode about Carlos's face And I'm going to take that back and say, bad me. I'm rude. I shouldn't have said that. I do apologize, Carlos, if you heard that and you felt some kind of way. It was horrible and I'm a mean person and I take it back. You're lovely. I think Carlos and Valentine are lovely. And and yes, we watched somebody who's in the closet struggle through something and they allowed us to watch it. And so I always just have to be the bigger person and be nicer in general. Like it just didn't add anything to 
it was it, it added to the salty you know it added to the bitter and that's not what i want to be here on docu sweeties so the first scene we have with them is still talking with yeah, yeah. we're still talking with the sister and this is where we're left on a cliffhanger we don't know we we were left off with soy gay soy gay 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 yes and the sister was sitting there stony-faced and Carlos has to tell her the reason why he's brought her down to this beautiful area at this moment. Yeah. And so he does by saying soy gay. And we we're only saying that because like later on in the confessionals, he was like, I wanted to tell my sister I was homosexual. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, but yeah, got right to the point with that one. But she uses the words like, well, if that's your choice. And he makes a decided, correction. yeah, decided, you know, correction to be like, no, 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 no. It's definitely a choice. And I'm glad he did because later on in her confessional, so anyway, basically she swallows that and then is like, okay, well, look, you're a great brother. You're yeah. a great brother. You're like always there for me. You're like probably, you know, he's probably very loving and probably very supportive and he probably gives great hugs, you know, like they're bear, bear hugs, literal bear hugs. You know what I'm saying? She appreciates that and that warmth that she's gotten from her brother the whole time. And, you know, like I'm sure he's always there to like kiki with her. And so God bless she's also probably known for a minute and she kind of you know a hint so that like yeah he gay so i think that having her understand that he's a beautiful person and she wants to continue to have him in her life she's like okay well i stand by you yeah i'm gonna make a correction you you just said it is a choice but i know you meant it's not a choice so yeah oh yeah what yeah yes yeah so i I definitely was happy and so was Carlos. I mean, so was Valentine. Valentine was 100% liberated and freed and just like the anxiety left his body once the sister accepted because he didn't know how he was going to console Carlos when the sister outright rejected. And I also think that the sister knew what was up, right? He didn't, like, what did she think when she came and saw him sitting there full on camera crew she got mic'd up before she came and sat down. So she had some inkling. And I really do not think that he would have ambushed her that way. I think he would have said something to her. I have a big secret to tell you. I'm going to reveal something about myself or I'm going to, my friend is in town and I want you to meet him. Something to alert her to the fact that this was coming out because it was all smiles at the end. And Valentine had something very sweet to say to her. Like, thank you for being accommodating and loving him, you know, and I honestly didn't know what I was going to do if you if you had not been, you know, so open to this. So and he asks for a hug and it's a really sweet and beautiful moment. And we leave it there. But then there's more, Chris. I mean, there's a, a good scene where we see Valentine, a consummate HR professional, talking to somebody at the resort and setting up in an admirable way, the way he is going to propose to Carlos. What did you think of that? He absolutely did warn his sister that that conversation was happening because he wore rainbow socks. I mean, he telegraphed. So (laughs) having said that, yes, he is planning this beautiful, I mean, pristine, ideal engagement that is very romantic and very well thought out and like of a discerning person who's incredibly serious and, you know, for forward thinking and mature. And so, and he knows what Carlos is, would enjoy. So yeah, he is this beautiful space with a, like, it's a gazebo. Is that the word? I didn't, I didn't see the gazebo. Isn't the gazebo have the top? To me, it was just like a platform. I didn't notice it. Okay, is that that was because there were walls though, right? Or there were like columns. I don't, you know what? I'm so sorry. Maybe it was a platform. I just in my mind, I thought there was maybe like it was hard to see the whole thing. I think that there was. It was just over the like dinner table area. It wasn't necessarily filling the entire space because I think the marry me part of it was was like you saw the ocean in back, and then the other like surprise part that even surprised me as an audience member was very clear. You know. 
Yes. Carlos comes up and he realizes like upon a steppy step, 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 like what is happening? And honey, he is like taken aback. And by taking it back, forward folds many a time. You know that's what's gonna happen to me too. I mean, forward folds, comes back up, realizes, takes takes a step up to the platform, forward folds again. Now here is where Wa and I didn't watch this episode together, but immediately realized that was a mistake. Because what happens, my loves, as we are taking in this incredibly sweet thing. Valentine starts acapella singing. <sighs> so what? wait, let me just go back to the part where he's like talking to this professional via translator app. Because y'all, a translator app has never worked the, the has never worked so well, you know? We have watched plenty of 90 Day Fiance stories where the translator app is boo-boo caca. This translator app was amazing. I mean, the way that Valentine was able to pull this off because he know you know he had to pull it off from the states like he just didn't get there and decide hey can can you find some lights for me can you set this thing up this is a pre-planned situation where he then has like a mock run through with the person who with um you know obviously somebody who's there who's like a project manager or whatever with the resort there's marry me letters out all lit. He makes sure that they make sure, me, make sure that they're lit correctly. He's got all the details. He says, take away two placemats because I'm going to bring in the family. It's going to be a surprise. And is this going to work? And how is that going to work? And it, like when Carlos shows up, I mean, that man is fine. That man with that top bun and that those khaki pants and that crisp white shirt and that mustache that like give it's very much giving me I'm like tying a damsel to a train tracks but is still very I mean he's so handsome and he walks up and yeah as Chris stated Valentine starts to sing to him a song that he wrote and let me tell you the singing ain't that bad it's better than what he did in the uh, recorded studio. Oh, would you? Okay, so would you rather get married to that Adore Me song as opposed to like, she looking real sleek, right down to them ass cheeks? Or would you rather just like have like, it, here's the thing. Valentine did an acapella thing. I didn't, I'll tell you right now, I can't sing to you the melody because I can't quite tell if even he knows, you know, like there was a little <laughs> around the world with it, you know, like, I don't know what key or I don't know what note was supposed to be, or if there was a supposed to be, or if it was an improv thing, my loves, but I mean, it's not hummable, you know, it's not yeah. like, no, listen, it's no da, 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 da. Like I'm sorry, put a stamp on it, honey. It's gold. What? <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah, I imagine like Carlos. You always been really hot, and them hair is what you got. I want to make you mine, cause you're so damn fine. Like I, I'll be honest, I think I would, I would be like, oh my god, it's beautiful. I think I would be really happy with that proposal yeah no I definitely it was it was just sweet all around and Carlos is crying and Valentine starts to cry and he brings out two rings because he wants the world to know that he's engaged as well and I said this man that's how you do it this is how you do it this is this is what it feels like to comfortably date somebody who has enough money to make you feel special. I mean, I honestly, this is what this is what we saw right there. So two rings, and then um, Carlos says yes, and then he ends up getting on his knees and giving Valentine the other ring, and now they have rings on their fingers. And then, then there's bloody fireworks. There's mm -hmm. fireworks. There is a beach view and fireworks. And then that's not it. He brings out the sister and Yanner. And I'm just like, how can you not wrap this up with a bow? His birthday was really good. His proposal was really great. I mean, it was just an all around, I want to say great event. And I'm happy that they allowed us to be a part of it. Thank you, Carlos. Thank you, Valentine. I love the sister's reaction to the, to the proposal. Like I felt like she, I don't know what this woman's listen, familiarity with, you know, other homosexual people around her, either like bisexual, lesbian or gay men. I don't know what, you know, what 
obviously we've heard it's a very traditional town they're from, so I don't know how much preppiness she's had to love in the, in, in by gay people. So now this was a fairy tale proposal that any princess that like, you know, we've said all the things, honey, like the, you know, the princess fruit that like anyone who grew up wanting to be princess fruit would like this proposal. There's flowers, there's attention to detail, there's specialness, there's fireworks, there's rings, there's family involved. So I think playing into that kind of super traditional over the top grandness of it made her realize and also feel like this was a good thing. You know, even if it's a little bit of a spectacle, it's it allows her to, I think, lean into rooting for their relationship. And she says that it was like watching a live telenovela, which I thought was really, really interesting. She, I mean, she almost felt like she was going to cry. And it was really beautiful. I mean, like, I always secretly want fireworks, like either at my wedding, like some, like I would like fireworks after like some part of the reception. There's like nothing, like I can't even imagine, but like how great would it be to just be like dancing your balls off at a wedding and then just like, you know, like eek drunk, you know what I'm saying? Or just getting there or whatever, you know, like someone just is like, look up and there's just fireworks happening. I mean, it's magic. Yeah. I mean, I really think that she's probably never seen an engagement like this. I mean, with even a heterosexual, like this is like opulence, you know, this is something that she's never seen. And so I think that when you not normalize, but when you bring non-heteronormative relationships to the same sort of level as you would see other fantasized heteronormal relationships, then it takes away the cloudiness of like, oh, this is bad. Like all she could see was her brother in love mm-hmm. and someone loving on her brother. And, and her I probably think- being like, I would love this. This is like my, I mean, also being like somewhat, yeah, this is ideal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like when you get to see that, then I think it changes your perspective than when you don't see it or when you think of it as a certain way that is seedy or bad or, you know, wrong. And so it was just, it was lovely to be able to to see that with them and to be there with them. And then the next day we have to, or maybe a couple of days later, we have to see them go and we see Carlos and Valentine cry and have another passionate kiss. And I think you're absolutely right. They are, they are what kept this season going, honestly. It's like Danielle and Johan, which is like fury infuriating because we're watching a grown woman just make poor choices. But then also like, you've got like real like, trial and tribulation love between Valentine and Carlos. We've got international love. We've got interracial love and we've got, you know, non-heterosexual normative love. And it's like great to see it's positive. And I would love to circle back with the reality gaze to kind of see what they thought of this. And because I remember talking to them about, you know, representation and what having the this, you know, activo activo representation on the TV would mean. And I think that this is like up there with Kenny and Alejandro. Is that his name? Armando. Armando. Kenny and Armando. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, as all good things must come to an end. And some of the couples we see that, you know, either are going to get married or whatnot, the end of their stories happen with whatever's going to happen and then them immediately getting on a jet plane, you know, like they really pushed these weddings to happen like the night before, you know, like not a moment too soon or whatever's going to happen, proposals, weddings, ceremonies, whatever. So honey, it's the next morning and they're packing, Valentine's packing. And it's like, it's, I mean, yeah, it does feel like after such a momentous, moment of celebration of love that you would want like at least 48 hours to like bask in it like I but I get it like ideally yes you would want to just like lay in bed with your like newly betrothed and like for 48 hours just ordering room service and just like boinking all over the place you know and just like laughing and then just like taking showers and then just like taking baths and just like eating food and just like having more boinking sessions why am I saying it that way I don't know what go yeah, so let's move on to our next couple, and that is Daniela and Johan. This segment was really infuriating for me. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I almost feel like I can't even talk about it. It was, it, I, let me tell you what my first note is. Driving back to the hotel. So then we get back to yo no, you know, conozco su intenciones. And then, then she's like, I'm pretty traditional. And we're like, what? I'm pretty traditional. So I got him his own room. This entire time you're making comment about this man and how much money you have to spend. And then you made a decision because you want to be traditional. So like you made a decision because you want to be traditional to like get him his own room. Please do not complain about that later on. Don't complain about it. Like you are doing things and then being mad at him because y'all aren't on this El Mismo Pajina, you know? Yeah. And so it is just annoying, but she says like she needs to be by herself because she has to sage the room and like get Zen or whatever. But then she ends up calling her one of her best Judies. And even that conversation, the best Judy was doing her very best to not just tell Daniela to shut up and get on the plane and come home. <laughs> Yeah, it's also interesting. She's like, "Hi, so this is the night." Oh, you're still there. You're still there. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Tomorrow is the morning we're supposed to get married, and like, supposed to get married is such a like interesting way to say it. Like, don't get married if the night before you're gonna get going to get married. You say you're supposed to get married. Yeah. Yeah. That is no, you're not like supposed to do that. Yeah. So God bless. So yeah, her friend like has to hear this. They've had they've had to hear so many like BS situations from this woman over the years. Honey, they're like fine with it. They're just like, listen, you're there. We're here. Like, you know, at some point you'll be a mess, but you're kind of always a mess. So like picking up the pieces doesn't really understand what's here, what's there, what's anything. That's how I feel like I think about I think about her. I wonder, like, what's it like to sleep at a big hotel bed when you're just like, you know, four foot nothing? You just like it's literally you. Like you're the same size as pillows. You know how interesting. I mean, the friend is just like, you need to be thinking about why you're rushing to do this because there's no rush, and she <laughs> says because she can't have a baby because she she's run she's worried about her AMH. Let me tell you that point one six of an AMH. That is IVF 100%. So you might as well just go on ahead and wait and just do IVF. And then she's like, well, I know I can get pregnant before I get married, but I really want to be married. And I really want to bring this child into a very traditional home or something. And I just want women who are seasoned to just kind of let that go because the ship is nailed for that. If you would like to give this man a baby, then just commit to IVF and move forward. And then her friend is like, well, didn't you want a simpler life in the DR? And she's like, yeah, because I don't want to have to then, you know, work like a dog in the U.S. so that he can send money back to his family because that's what I'm going to be doing is paying for him to pay his family. And so the friend's like, yes, yes, yes. Again, you do not have to marry this person. You could do all of these things without legally, contractually aligning yourself with this person. Like, what is the rush? And she's like, well, two souls, two souls who connect this way. I can't let this go. Yeah, bitch, this doesn't mean you have to get married. You could be two souls who are mated and not legally, contractually, financially bond yourself with this person. And the friend is just like trying to do her best, but she realizes that this grown woman is I mean when she says we're we're made to love, first of all I got offended because I was like, if you think we're made to love, which is fine for you to think so, what about the rest of us who can't find somebody to love? Oh, okay, we're made to love, so you run around just marrying and doing whatever, and those of us who are just trying, <laughs> oh, is that what you think? We're made to love? Cool. I know, that mean I know you're me? being salty. I know you're being salty about that, but I, that was the one part where I was like, I get that because one time I went to an archaic reader, not an archaic, or some of the arch, arch, are there some of these like records or like are sat archaic? There's these weird ass records, archaic, that you can Archival? get like, from. No, I should look it up. I forgot what it's called. And uh, I paid like seventy dollars to go to some psychic reading book bookstore and have this woman like read to me my like archaic records or whatever. And honey, at the end of the day, she was just like, look love and i was like you i was like what and she was like love that's what it's all about 
And I was so upset. You know, I was like, that doesn't tell me anything. I don't know if that's even a real thing and why did I pay $80 for that? But I will say that at the end of the day, the woman is right because the true highest objective of this whole world is love. And I know this is an annoying like woman who's just like in lust and pretending that it's like love. And then also pretending that like her romantic love is like the highest ideal, but the highest ideal is not romantic love, but the encompassing and giving of love is the super objective, I think, of this world. So I actually do get that. This is a woman who I think just will say things that are like somewhat true and then try and align herself with that, like making whatever the things that she's already done in her life make sense in that way. But, you know, perspective is what it is. But that was the one thing where I will, I love you. Yeah, I feel like she's right. She is right. This, this woman just finished telling us that her life has been very chaotic. And she's finally at a place where she's able to settle down. And now she's choosing to marry a bebe who doesn't speak her language from another country and is disguising and or dressing it up in love. And not only love, soulmate love. Yeah. No, yeah. Solely, she likes the fact that like his peenie is, I mean, basically the size of like her torso, you know? And so they fit together like a glove, like souls do in her mind when they were just, you know, fun people in bed together. Here's the thing. I guess for this type of, I think for, for Daniela, living in this like warm bubble, I think is maybe a trauma response because it seems to be not footed in reality. And I wonder sometimes what is she not facing and what are people who are so are seasoned and not able to like kind of find their actual, actual footing in reality. I wonder what they are like escaping from. Cause I think some part of it is subconscious, you know? Hmm. Well, the next morning, she decides that she's going to get her makeup done just in case. Yeah, just in case. That was the worst part. After she was supposed to get more married the next morning, then she's still supposed to get married. And she's like, are you going to pay? So you're still going to pay this woman to come over and do your makeup or whatever? And it's like, yeah, ugh, this like they she does this kind of purpley pink lip on her, which I did not enjoy. I think it was too dark on her. Like. I think you need to give this one a little freshness to her, you know, like you can't do that dark lip. Wow. Johan then comes in and talks to her about, you know, the night before. And he's like, oh, I was worried the whole night. So I we ate were $500 worth of peanuts. I hope that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I was worried. I was just like eating all the peanuts and the, and the alcohol from the from the mini bar. So I hope that's okay. Cause I was so nervous. And then, so she says to him in her broken Spanish that she needs to know that he wants to be with her regardless of the baby and regardless of where they live, that the fact that they're just in love. And he says, yes, I agree. But he doesn't agree to that guys. He doesn't care about that. He's going to convince her that they need to live in Los Estados Unidos and that it's the best for para his familia. And that's what's going to end up happening. And they're just going to grow resentful for each other. If they end up going to live in the U.S. for any amount of time, she's a sucker and she got played. That's just the way I feel about it. And she deserves whatever chaos and nonsense happens that comes out her way. Because the minute that man steps into this, the, the aisle, I don't know if they're going back to New York City. I think she's from Yonkers, but it's still really close to New York. Like Yonkers is like Yonkers and Long Island are the first suburbs and whatever is in New Jersey are the first suburbs right outside of the uh, of the boroughs. So like he's a he's a bus and a train away from the city where he's going to make the most money, where he's going to find his Dominican community and where he's just going to find baddies moving about the place. You know? So it's going to be really hard for her and him when he gets to the US, if and when he gets to the US. So anyways, she makes him cover his eyes so that he doesn't see her wedding dress. It's just so weird to me that she's like Having him sleep in the other room because she's traditional. That wants to wait until they're married to have a baby because she's traditional. Doesn't want him to see her hippy-dippy flower dress because she's traditional. We don't even know if she's already been married. We know she's been in several relationships. We don't know how many times she's been married. And no. so she gets no. ready. And also, we've also seen her, by the way, like ban like plant banana plants just to like have his fertility. Like this is someone who's like super traditional, but also like won't eat peanuts because Baba said not to eat peanuts. 
Yeah. You know, like there's a like she'll she'll just say whatever it is, honey, that's like going to, you know, like back up whatever choice she wants to make in that moment. You know, like it seems willy nilly. I mean, it's a flip and a flop, you know. <laughs> yep. It's a yeah. willy nilly and it's a show on HGTV. Like it is all of those things. He oh, first so season. he he then goes out to the courtyard and he's like wearing all white. And I'm pretty sure Baba said that he needed to. And she then comes out, which I did. I was feeling her bouquet and I was feeling her crown, her flower crown. I was into that. Oh, no, I wasn't. I hated it. Wow. No, it looks so fake. It looked like I made it from Michael's. I mean, is this supposed to look real? Yes. Oh, oh no. Oh, I yeah. Honey, when you went to, I went to Coachella one year, only one year. And there was this man making the most beautiful flower crowns in my life I've ever did see. And it was like, he made these all gorgeous looking ones, honey. And like, you could buy them or whatever, but like, he just gave me one because like, he wanted to take pictures with me with that. I don't know, whatever. Like he wanted to like, so I got a free one and it was like so nice or whatever. And so that was just like, it's some man, honey, like out of his like van in Coachella. I'm just saying there's gotta be someone there. I mean, she's found people. She found the, the woman that is a white lady that like speaks Spanish and also speaks English as a marriage counselor you know like she found the makeup artist that did whatever that person did to her that morning you know like she found that dress I hated the dress I still like her listen having said all of this I do like me Daniela like I think that her overall vibe and her like I think that she's cute and like I think that I would have fun with her like for a drinking situation like a happy hour situation where there was many people there and I could just like <laughs> and if she got a little crazy like and just also like walk away from it like if you're watching the patreon you really saw what i just tried to act out for you but if you're listening to a podcast it was just a bunch of noises however saying that yeah like i like her hair the flower crown was just it looked honey like i made it like i made it and i am not crafty and i you know you have if it's your wedding i feel like you know like can we just get someone to like throw $300 and like, you know, put something together. And at the same time, her dress was a spaghetti strap dress that was like kind of formal and long and like bodycon. And yet the flower crown also was kind of like whimsical and like youthful and like hippie. And so together it looked like a weird match of like, kind of like a glam, sexy dress, not on a, that's not supposed to be on a beach. And then like a flower crown that looks like, a 22 year olds getting married in like a farm, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I don't, again, I don't really know much about weddings and I don't have a vision of what one should look like. I can only tell you what I don't like and what I think is okay. And I thought for this beach wedding with very little planning, it was good. And then, you know, they walk from the courtyard into the beach, onto the beach and his family is there. And I don't recall seeing a ceremony. Do you recall seeing a ceremony? Was there a ceremony? Yeah, like, it, well, there was a, you know, there was like the vows. So it made it seem like something happened, you know, where she's like, well, they were like, you know, tell him, honey, tell him what you think about him. And she's like, okay, Johan, thank you so much for making it okay for me to commit. Thank you so much for me and my feelings and how I feel towards everything. Thank you because I feel me that's like basically what her vows are <laughs> in front of his family and also a little bit i was like wait you no, nothing in spanish in front of his family no like you know town bien yo and canto to tambien you know like just some their, their way give them a little something you know like y, y me, me gusto total to familia you know we bonitas, you know, whatever, like little, like look, look at them and like give them something, nothing, honey. It was all about her, how he made her feel. And just basically like, thank you for making it okay for me to give myself to someone for the first time. You know, I don't know what I should try to say. And then he does his vows, you know, and they're basically like, you know, I will take care of you forever. I will always be with you. You know, like I will cherish you. I will love you. I will admire you forever. I will blah, blah, blue you, you know? And like, it was just very telling. I think I must have walked away for this because I don't remember that at all. I remember her mother. I remember his mother hugging her. Yes. And then oh, yes. Th then them just like, yay, at the beach. And that is, <laughs> I don't remember. A, I, I must have got up and just left because like, <laughs> I don't agree or believe in any of this. Like, what are we watching? What is this nonsense? 
Yeah, no, he, yeah, absolutely. His his family was there and they all did greet her. This And that all happened before the vows, which I guess is another reason why when, the, yeah, she got hugged and said, we were so happy for you and we hope you're happy for the rest of your life. Why? I, I kind of wish she didn't give him something. Yeah, her vows were very selfish. <laughs> and there also were no fireworks. Wow. So like, I mean, listen, if Valentine's going to have fireworks at his proposal, then what's going to happen to the actual ceremony? Yeah, I mean, one of those drone shows. There's fireworks or whatever. Like now, firework shows that like happen, and they're like droid, drone, drone shows where like they like organize little drones with little like LED lights to f- do perfect formations. I'm just trying to get Valentine ideas, honey, because they got to top it. He's got to top it. I mean, he is going to top it. Like he's he's <laughs> going to go and do the K1 visa. So what my hope is is that we see carlos and valentine on a regular season of 90 day fiance they didn't give us amber and daniel they should have given us amber and daniel on a regular season of 90 day fiance oh and you know why there's probably going to be another episode because there was no amber and daniel in this episode i write you know what i thought about that too but then why would they have showed us any previews like a weirdo that is, that's true. That's true. That's true. I, I don't literally, know I was like, you know what I think it was? Okay, so it ended on Carlos and Valentine's segment, right? Wait, I think it ended on Carlos and Valentine. I thought it ended on Gabby, Abby, and Frankie. Oh, Lord. You know what? Honestly, that's the last yeah, thing know. I remember. Okay. Actually, who knows? Okay. Well, yeah, no, you're right. It could be an episode because we had none of them. And also, we didn't miss them, which is probably goes to show why we were probably didn't even need them. But God bless, God bless. We did have them. Okay. While you wrote here, bow tie in her bag. And I'll tell you this right now. I do not know what you're talking about there. What's a boat? What? <laughs> oh, okay. So then the next day she had to start getting ready to go. And they were like, oh, I'm so sad. I'm so sad. Sad, sad, sad. And then they get into the car to drive to the airport and she's going through her handbag and she pulls out his bow tie from the wedding, a white bow tie. And she puts it around her neck and she's like, oh, I'm going to remember you. And then they're like, oh, we're so sad as they're driving in the to the airport. They get to the airport and he drops her off and her little booty is just wiggling as she walks into the airport. And then we see him slink off with his long arms as he walks away. He does have long arms. Okay. Well, so yeah, you know, I think we're going to see more of them. We'll see what happens, you know? And I also, my, my, my little thing I think is this, she wants us so badly to think that she doesn't want to live in America so much so that like, I almost, but she has to go back to America and she has a kid in America and she has all her friends in America and she's like, only live in America. And I know that it's like probably not as easy, but like, I wonder truly if she a hundred percent wants to go to the DR or if this is going to be like a, like a weird thing that she holds over his head, but like she wasn't ever going to really leave America. You know what I'm saying? I think that she was, you don't, I mean, listen, I, I know what she's talking about. Like, because I lived in New York city for six years and I know like, I just know what she's coming back to being in the DR. And I went to the DR for my 30th birthday. And I know a lot of people who are from the Dominican Republic and like being in the DR versus being in the U S where you have to deal with, especially in New York city, where you have to deal with the hustle and bustle in order to survive. You have to deal with the snow and all of the different weather types, like giving it all up and taking your pension and moving to the DR is ideal. I know several people who have done that. I know people who are, Puerto Rican or Dominican just by lineage, like they weren't actually born there, but they, you know, maybe gone back and forth a lot or whatever. And they retire in those countries because it is easier as an older person to be in the tropics. It is just easier. Her life is going to be exponentially easier living in the DR than it will be in the US. So fuck the friends, fuck the kids. Okay. They can come and visit you there and they're going to love you for it. They're going to love the fact that they can go to the DR at any time. All they have to pay for is the flight because Danielle is there and she's holding it down with her husband and her wonderful life. Well, from your lips to God's ears, let's move on to our final two couples. We have, uh, I'm going to throw up the throttle. Gabby, Abby and Frankie. Wow. So Abby and Gabby sit down, right? And like, we're supposed to believe that these like, you know, like women have been going back and forth, but now they're forth, you know, going forth as you will together or whatever. And, you know, Gabby has like, mm-hmm, apologize to Abby. Now, I can tell you right now that Wa and I's natural energy, and she hasn't told me this, but I can just read it because I also feel this too when we're friends, is that we are very much over this. We think this story is dumb and boring and produced and we don't believe one thing about it. I mean, not at all. So like, you know, God bless 
in this conversation though, Abby's like basically like, Gabby, I now that I, you know, like almost effed you over, even though I was with you for 10 years for this guy that I had just met because he can dance so well, Gabby, and you saw that. But since that's a, none of that was actually true and I'm with you and I was always supposed to be with you, let's have a ceremony to celebrate our love. Timed coincidentally with the end of the season. Yeah, so what Chris is talking about is that we have a scene where they both sit down and are served the largest martini glasses with, I don't know, not martini drinks in them. And Abby tells Gabby that she would like to consecrate their togetherness with a ceremony. These two have been together for 10 years, but now here, wherever they are in Mexico, I think they're back in Guadalajara at this point. Maybe they're not. That she would like to do a ceremony. And so Gabby's like, you know what? I do want to put trust back in this person because I've known this person for a long time and I don't want to just give it up because she had a moment of craziness with this American. So I'm going to say yes. Because I think at the end of the day, while Gabby has lost some trust in Abby, she still wants a little Abby. She still wants her. So yeah. she's like, you know what? I'm just going to make this work. And yes, I say yes to this random marriage you all of a sudden want to have. And then we jump to the next scene and it's Rodney and uh, Frankie. And Frankie's like, you know, it's been about a week or whatever or a month. I don't know how long since I just completely ghosted Gabby and Abby. And I'm, I'm inviting Rodney over because Rodney's back. And so then Rodney comes over and Rodney tells Frankie how he had to be the facilitator and the bringer of bad news to this situation while they're on a beautiful yacht and how now Gabby and Abby were beefing while Selena and him were just trying to enjoy the sunset. And Frankie's like, well, I didn't ask you to do that for me. Why did you do that? Why did you even speak on the situation? And because Rodney's like, because you didn't show up, nigga. Like, what are you talking about? You didn't show up and you left me there and so what, when they asked me where you were, you thought I was not going to say anything? You thought I was just going to be like, I don't really know, man. I don't know what's going on. Let's get on this yacht. No, that's not what was going to happen. Because guess what? We're filming a TV show. And B, you put me in the middle of this, fool. And so then Frankie pretends to be upset. And so Rodney's like, well, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that there was a ceremony. And then Frankie was like, a ceremony? and she, A ceremony of what? They got married? Um, well, I don't know directly if they got married, but there was definitely a ceremony and a person there and they exchanged vows and maybe some rings and perhaps married. And I'm just like, Rodney, why are you trying to pretend like you don't know what happened? It was a, yeah. a wedding ceremony. So then Frankie's even more upset because he's like, how is Abby just going to marry Gabby when she was about to run off with me? That shows me who Abby really is. And so then Frankie's like, oh, no, man. And it's just two men breathing heavily. Uh -huh. trying to discern like what's all going on with this situation and so then frankie decides that he is going to have a conversation with the two ladies to kind of clear things up because he believes that rodney has somehow messed up the situation he wanted he wanted his non-speaking and to be the spoken he was like because silence is golden the silence was it but now the silence isn't it he has to go and talk even more by the way while his house i looked through all the things in his house when he was in this kitchen so like that there's like word art and stuff like that like in his and he has a very nice coffee maker and he has some products there that i think that there's there's a woman that lives in his house or there was a woman very recently holding his home down. There are products in Frankie's home that I believe a woman purchased and or put there. It could have been his mother or his sister. You're right. Because those people classify as what I'm saying. And I'm just, listen, I'm not, I'm only can tell you what I'm telling you what I'm seeing with my own eyes. And I'm seeing like a weird, like little cat measuring cup thing that I'm like, a woman did that. A woman Thing. You know, I just like look through everything. Yes. So you also saying that two men just heavily breathing is like, yes, very much it. Also, I, I'm somewhat also obsessed with some of the like, they both have like the same sort of like discoloration. The hyperpigmentation? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I kept thinking like, what if we put orange, like contour correct or color corrector on it? Like, what would it look like? Also, I noticed that he has a difference, difference color in his chest than his neck. But, you know, that's, those are the things that I noticed. I didn't notice the cat containers. So 
anyways, then we have a scene where Frankie then gets out, I mean, two generations of MacBooks ago. The Mac, I mean, let me tell you how I know this is an old MacBook. And let me tell you how I, how I know how heavy it is. It's because I have that MacBook. It's not the MacBook I have right now, but it is the first MacBook that I've ever had. I feel like I got that MacBook in like 2011. That man has a 10-year-old MacBook and it still looks good and let me tell you the charger you we all remember that charger right it's the charger that is like long and kind of cylindrical and it just like magnetically connects like right now i have this charger and this isn't oh, this isn't even the newest one okay yeah. this is not the newest one i have the newest one and it's right here <laughs> okay <laughs> it's right here this man has the oldest MacBook that he is getting on to talk to these girls. And I couldn't get over it. It's all I kept looking at. I kept staring at it. He gets on it and, and Abby is like, well, I want to talk to Frankie because I want him to tell Gabby what the original plan was. And so that Gabby can finally trust me. Abby's dumb. Abby, yeah. I, I mean, Abby's crazy. Abby's absolutely dumb and crazy. I don't have to tell you about it. She's crazy. She's also like nefarious. She's sh she's shady. But like, don't we remember her actively saying that the plan was for her and Frankie to move together? Unless producers cut out and then bring Gabby, unless they like purposely cut that out. But the way that she is fighting for her life in this moment, when she doesn't even have to, because the truth is, is that Gabby can't understand anyway. So why are you getting so upset? Just translate whatever it is that you want. Like if Gabby isn't strong enough or doesn't have the enough wherewithal to get one of them producers that are standing around them to get someone to translate exactly what's going on, then you don't actually want to know the truth. Honestly, I don't know why Gabby hasn't invested whatever translator app Valentine used to set up his proposal because every time that like he she was hearing Abby talk to Frankie, she could have low-key just been using a translator app to find out what they're actually saying. But this woman, honey, was too busy painting and putting her hair in dreads. You know, like I'm this woman is, you know, busy, I guess. So yes, in the scene we have kind of a situation where we have Gabby sort of watching Abby like have like all of the feels and all the nervous energy as like they basically are just calling each other liars back and forth and then Gabby is realizing I think that she's sitting next to a little liar I think she yeah. likes it. I think she I think she I think she likes it honey I think it's that part of her I think she or they're all grifters and we've been grifted you know? yeah I think that it's a little bit like where where Frankie's like, I'm sorry that I got in between you. And she's like, no, 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 you didn't get in between us. Like we were here and we invited you in. So I don't know what you thought it was, but it weren't that. Okay. So I don't know what you thought was going to go down. And I'm like, but you, I was like, Gabby, you do understand that the reason why it didn't go down was because Frankie yeah. didn't show up. So regardless of whatever you believe was going to happen it may not have happened that way because frankie was the reason why nothing went forward and you saw how mad your little abby was and she actually says that she realized that abby was in love with frankie with how mad she got about how he was quote unquote lying and so then she's like listen you guys tried it and she realized where her home was thank you for not coming but this is over and you and, and she and i are no longer swinging no more D for this one, unless it's me with the strap on. I don't know what to tell you. At the end of the day, you know, I guess the, this, the answer is love. Well, love. Okay, I guess it is, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to our final coops but dupes, honey. Let's put it up. It's Ariana. And Sherlyn. I don't know why, like, I, I didn't tell Juan to do that, but I wanted Juan to just like this. And Sherilyn! But she didn't, you know, but God bless. Look at our cute heads. So, uh, you know, it's the morning after. After these two finish boning, because the, the lion got let out. Rawr! Oh, you're making the lion stir. Give us more of that Irish. Give us more uh, of that Irish. <laughs> what? Is it, is it these eyelashes? You know, like, yeah, the lion is stirring because, like, the lion's cold from the drafty breeze. Those, like, long, wispy eyelashes are, like, giving him. Honey, like, 
it's a weird situation because it's like the morning after and then Ariana is sitting there and she's kind of like in a very pick me type of way that's hard to watch sort of asking Sherlon like well how was that for you and did this turn you back on and did this make it seem like we can be romantic again and she's just like waiting on bated breath for him to be like that's exactly what it means Give us more I of that can't. Irish. Give us more of that Irish. How do you, I cannot do that Jamaican accent at all like Jamaican. You can't even do, I can't even say it, but I cannot do a Jamaican accent at all. It comes out Irish. I can't tell you why. You know, most things do. Can you say like, welcome to Jamaica? Welcome to Jamaica. No, no, oh. no, no. Welcome to Jamaica. Welcome to Jamaica. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Oh my God! Are you so feeling irony now? Welcome to Jamaica. Is welcome is like to... well, you know, I don't know. I love it. I love the way Jamaicans speak. I do watch. too. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm I'm only. I wish I knew the accent. It's beautiful. No, I know what I'm doing is just horrible. I'm tearing apart a whole beautiful language. I know that. <laughs> you know, I can't help it. I, I it's like I'm I am someone who loves to sing and I'm tone deaf. I can't help it. Can't you know? <laughs> Yeah. So basically they're in a gazebo and she says, well, I need you to give me, I need you to tell me if you and I are going to be monogamous or not. And he's like, well, I can't tell you right now if I'm going to do monogamy per se, but, and she's like, no, I need, I need an answer by the time I leave. And he's like, that makes me feel like it's an ultimatum, which makes me feel like my back is up against the wall. And I don't make good. I don't like that. I don't like to be boxed in. And she's like, well, that's what it is. And so I'm like, yes, yes. Tell him what it needs to be because he can't, I, I wouldn't have even given him to the time they leave. You know, you need to tell me right now. And then when he's like, well, I don't know if I can do that. Then the answer is no, bro. Then the answer is no. Great. Let's move on. You know how the sound no is in I don't know? Like the sound yes isn't in I don't know. You're not like yeah. I don't yes. You know, you're like I don't you know. It's like literally the sound no is in I don't know. And you really got to like hear what you're hearing and hear it. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You absolutely yeah, do. And so I'm that. just, you know, it's hard to watch it. So then mm-hmm. the next scene we have with them is little baby Odin on the bed. And I, every, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, ages five months to a year to me is the best time with a little baby. I love five months to 12 months. You can, they're like little like primates. They just like their little limbs are like this and you can hold them and they like are starting to get motion in them. And then they'll like grab your face like aggressively because they don't know how to do it not aggressively. And they cling to you and then they're on their backs and they're giving you like happy baby pose and they're grabbing their feet and they've got their fists. And I just love that part of that. And so that's where staunchly where Odin is. And he's just so cute. And yeah, I can understand why Sherlon is like, I don't want to miss this baby. I don't want to not have this baby. So you know what he agrees to? He agrees to getting the tourist visa. He agrees to putting his best effort once the embassy opens, that he's going to go and try to get a tourist visa to come to the U.S. to make sure that he can periodically see his child from time to time. And it's not all falling on Ariana to bring Odin to him. And so that's a sweet moment. And they get into, they pile all into the van, including Miss Karen. And when Miss Karen finds out that they're planning on working on their relationship, she's shocked and audibly shocked. She's like, you are? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, aren't they stupid, Miss Karen? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I mean, she's like, should I call Shalon's mom and just like, be like, no? I mean, like, can we put our foot down? I mean, absolutely not. I feel bad for her because I feel like when she heard that, what she what she heard was like, you're not going to retire for a long time. Anyway, yeah, so we have their, you know, goodbye, you know, which is a lot of like Ariana being like, say goodbye to daddy and maybe my boyfriend kind of like someone that maybe like wants to, t- she's, she so badly wants she so badly wants to be in a relationship with Sherlock and have him 
call her and the baby like once like once in the morning once at night and text throughout the day being like hey baby like you look so beautiful i can't wait to like see you again like send me pictures of like the baby and like also sexy pictures of you and like you know you look so hot you know like she wants that that's like the ideas of like some support and emotional support she would like as well as like for her to be able to vent to him and he doesn't want any of it it's all the time and attention he does not want to give this person and i don't think it's not just this person i don't think he wants to give any of it. And it's actually, it's interesting because parts of him say the time in which he's been with her and the baby has been like the best days of his life. And I like want him to hear that. It's interesting to me. It's like, I know what you said a couple of episodes ago, like Chris, you are assuming that this person wants someone to be with for the rest of their life. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I guess because there's, I think that we've seen people that deal with profound loneliness and I think that people run away from that or whatever. And I think people think that they're invincible for that. And men for sure have that like player mentality. But at the end of the day, to hear this man say that the best days he's had is with Ariana and his son in these moments and realize that it's just the effort and the energy and the work that goes into a relationship that some men are just too lazy to do. No, I think that's mean to say they're too lazy. I don't think I that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't think it's fair. Way. I don't think it's lazy. I think that not everybody is necessarily into that. It's a lot of hard work to be in a relationship with someone. And like, you know, it's not for everyone. It's not. And then, but what happens is, is that people don't then make choices based on them not being right for them. So what he did was he ensnared a young person and charmed her. And then now this is the outcome because she's now holding him to task and he's have a hard time coming to terms with it. But like, I don't think there's anything wrong with someone, be that woman or man or intersex or whatever gender or whatever, any person feeling like, being in a marriage is is right or being in a relationship where you have to like take care of someone i don't think that that's you know right for everyone i understand it's not uh, for certain periods of time but i think that overall i think that if he was and this is my own personal opinion if he's to remain single for the rest of his life i think he will be a very lonely man at some point with not a relationship with his son and a miss on a relationship with like a with a woman who probably loved him and could have like held him down a certain way and you can you can say yeah he has his right to make whatever choice he wants to make but in my own judgment and because it's a podcast of us thinking about this i definitely feel like i that's a sad choice it's a sad unhealthy unaligned choice but yeah we see them all the time. That is the end of this episode. Any thought more thoughts about them, Wa? No. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, you 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 shut the episode off, so it's done. I don't have any more thoughts. Good, great. Okay. Well, I was going to give you one more opportunity to be like, no, you forgot this or something. But oh you know, yeah, no, I don't know what you forgot. No, she didn't forget anything. Yeah, so we don't know what's going to happen. We open and close this episode being like, we can't tell you. Obviously, there's sometimes there's previews. It's episode nine. We don't know what's going to happen for episode 10. We definitely know we didn't have any Daniel Amber, but that's kind of fine. So we can't tell you, God bless, what's on the horizon, except to tell you if there's something, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's basically it but please join us for our love after lockup series because you know you want to it's it's the best trashy trash on the on the internets it's we tvs fridays at whatever time or next day on youtube just search love after lockup life after lockup season four episode 12 or 13 depending on where we're at so yeah if you want to follow us on social media, you're absolutely welcome to. We we would love it. Like we will welcome you into our social media, just like Abby and Gabby welcomed Frankie in. They invited Frankie in. Listen, Frankie is a vampire, honey. You can't just vampires don't walk through homes without being invited. Having said that, if you feel like a vampire, come be a part of our social media. It's Docu Sweeties. Docu Sweeties on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Facebook other things stuff TikTok, all the things i'm trying to put up and so yeah twitter instagram facebook TikTok at docu sweeties and then of course if you want even more of us why what if they want to see our faces and all of the weird things that we've done this episode you know like i flashed the camera at least five times 
If you want to see this beat, because I think this beat that I've got going on right now is like spectacular, please join us at patreon.com slash docusweeties, where you'll be able to see the unedited video version of the show that we have just presented to you today. It is only $10 a month, so if you have it in your bud hit, please go on ahead and add it to it. Like, like I'm trying to say target, target, so then it would be like, budget if you have it in your budget and you can afford the ten dollars a month please just come on over and join us on patreon Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. honey and if it's not in your budget yet if it's not in your bud get then get that bud by getting another job just get another job so you can join our our patreon Yeah, yeah all right you guys thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week all right Bye.